Our gospel today comes from Matthew chapter 15, verses 10 to 28. Jesus called the crowd to him and said to them, Listen and understand. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but it is what comes out of the mouth that defiles. Then the disciples approached and said to Jesus, Do you know that the Pharisees took offense when they heard what you said? Jesus answered, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind guides of the blind, and if one blind person guides another, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, Explain this parable to us. Then Jesus said, Are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth enters the stomach and goes out into the sewer? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this is what defiles. For out of the heart comes evil intentions, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David, my daughter is tormented by a demon. But Jesus did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. Jesus answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him saying, Lord, help me. He answered, it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I think Jesus is grumpy in our Gospel reading today. It's, it kind of seems like he just woke up on the wrong side of the mat in the way he responds to everyone who speaks to him in this reading. And I mean, we've all been there, right? We've had our grumpy days where maybe we should have not talked to anyone for a few hours. At first, Jesus seems sort of okay. He starts telling a crowd, but it's not about what they eat, not about what goes into their mouths based on the clean and unclean laws of ancient Israel, but about what comes out of their mouths. And then he hears that the Pharisees are offended by these words, and he has some difficult language for them. Jesus goes so far to make some pretty ableist statements that to our modern ears are hard to hear. When we hear the blind can't lead the blind, we think about those we know and maybe our, ourselves that struggle with sight, and it's problematic. But Peter too, is struggling to understand why Jesus is reacting this way, what Jesus is trying to get across. So he asks Jesus to explain the parable. But I don't think it was supposed to be a parable. 
Jesus thought his teaching on some of the differences between the faith that he was bringing to those gathered and the faith they have known would have been obvious. So Jesus makes one of the only poop jokes in the Bible, chastising Peter and saying that what we eat goes into the sewer, but what we say comes from the heart. Jesus says in verse 19 and 20, for out of the heart, evil intentions, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, slander, these are what defile a person. And then he says something that in 2020 is just not healthy hygiene. Jesus says, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile. It may not spiritually defile, but germs are real. So please keep washing your hands. Please, please, please. <laughs> so then Jesus leaves that place and went to Tyre and Sidon. And just then a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. That have mercy on me, Lord, is the Kyrie eleison that we have in our liturgies, in our music. It's part of our hearts when we pray to God, have mercy on me, Lord, Kyrie eleison. And this is a perfect point for Jesus to live into his preaching he's been doing about the changing understanding of spiritual cleanliness. And honestly, Caring for others outside of Judaism used to be a key part of ancient Israel's understanding of scripture. Just look at our Isaiah reading from today. In verse 1, thus says the Lord, maintain justice, do what is right, for soon my salvation will come and my deliverance be revealed. Verse 8, thus says the Lord God who gathers the outcasts of Israel, I will gather others to them before, besides those already gathered. God's call to Israel and to us to do what is right, not just for our own people, but for all people. God gathers the outcasts, God gathers us, and God continues to gather people through the Holy Spirit and even technology. I'm seeing on Facebook we've got nine sign-ons right now, and I bet you not every single one of them is from Longview and, and Kelso and Castle Rock. If you're watching on Facebook or on YouTube later today, I invite you to comment right now where you are. How far are we reaching this morning? How far is God reaching through Bethany Lutheran today? God gathers us from all over, not just a certain kind of people or a certain people who were born of a certain place. God gathers all. And like I said earlier, I don't know if Jesus was just having a bad day, if he's trying to see if his disciples have gotten the message or if he's still stuck in some human prejudices that he grew up with, but he doesn't answer the woman at first. He doesn't answer her at first. He just ignores her. So the disciples start getting involved. And they come to Jesus and ask him, send her away. For she keeps shouting after us. So Jesus answers her in one of the most confusing ways. He says to her, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But this Canaanite woman, whose name we never know, just cannot give up. She kneels before Jesus and begs him for help. And instead of what we expect Jesus to do to immediately help her, 
he responds by relating her and her daughter to dogs instead of children of God, to dogs. What is going on, Jesus? This seems so unlike him. It's so frustrating. This whole gospel to our modern ears is especially difficult to hear. But still, but still this woman cannot give up. She takes Jesus's analogy and pushes back. She uses her wit to persevere in the face of rejection. She is motivated by her love for her daughter and her faith that Jesus is who he says he is. And she says to him, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Now, this year, I'm hearing this text a little bit differently. Three years ago when it came through, I wasn't actually preaching on it. This was my daughter Hadley's baptism text, which is a whole other story. But this year, in January, we got a new puppy. And her name is Princess Anna Puppy Doggy, named by Hadley. And we just love her deeply. But due to the pandemic, we couldn't get her into puppy classes until just three weeks ago. And Thank goodness, because we need them and their private training, which feels super safe, and we all have our masks on, and she's doing fabulous. But one of the big things that we are working on with her is the whole crumbs and table issue. Because even though it has gotten a little bit better, it still happens more often than we would like. When we're not looking, if Hadley gets distracted from her plate and decides to wander into the living room, leaving food on the table, if we happen to leave the butter plate too close to the edge of the counter, whatever it might be, Princess Anna Puppy Doggy will literally jump up on the table, jump up onto the counter to collect the leftovers and sometimes not leftovers for herself. It's getting better. It's not great, but it's getting better. And it's funny now today hearing this message again, hearing this gospel again, and all I can think about is Anna on top of my kitchen counter, face covered in butter. And I imagine the hunger, the perseverance, the sheer gall of our own family pet. And I can see all of that in the Canaanite woman whose name we never know in our reading today with her and Anna as my hungry and strong models. I hope that I too can be as perseverant, as motivated, as strong as they are. I hope I can be as hungry as Anna is. Because with these words, Jesus's tone immediately changes. Jesus answers her, woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. Instantly. In the midst of a pandemic, it's not always easy to do what is right. It's not always easy to persevere, to find motivation, to be strong in our calling as children of God. Sometimes the stress of the world weighs us down and we find ourselves dealing with the very real isolation, loneliness, sadness, and pain of this time. Sometimes we don't know how to do the right thing, how to serve others, how to connect with others during this. Some of us are grieving the deaths of those we love to this virus. Others are grieving time spent with family and friends. 
many of us, myself included, are grieving in-person worship as it was back on March 12th. Sometimes, sometimes maybe we just want to give up. I know I find myself reciting the old song, How long, O Lord, how long? But in the midst of all of this, Paul reminds us in our Romans reading, the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. The gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Jesus goes to the cross because these gifts and callings are forever for each and every one of us, and they cannot be taken away. Jesus goes to the cross because even when we can't find our motivation, our perseverance, our strength, Jesus does not give up on any of us, on anyone. Jesus dies and rises from the dead because even the dogs eat the crumbs, even in our failures, even when the struggle to find a way forward feels like too much, we still receive Christ's healing, Jesus' love. We too have a place in God's kingdom. Jesus adopts us as children of God, not because of who we are, not because of where we were born, but because God's love for us, for all the nations, is so great that our God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit will not give up on us. Like an untrained puppy jumping on the table to eat the last of the toast, God is hungry for a relationship with us. God is motivated to share love with us. God is persevering no matter what, reaching out to us. God does not ever, ever give up on us. And so we too cannot give up in doing what is right. Jesus does all of this for us so that we can persevere during this time, reaching out to others via phone, Zoom, or physically distanced small groups, so that we can find the motivation to continue serving the least of these, those who are experiencing homelessness, our children and youth beginning online school this fall, those who are high risk and far more isolated, and so many more, so that we can find the strength to reach back to God in prayer, in hope, in love, knowing that we believe in a God who gathers us, who sees us, and who loves us. We believe in a God that does not give up. Thanks be to God. Amen.